Welcome to the Nieces Nugs Podcast. Nieces Nugs, Nieces Nugs. What's up, friends? Welcome back to Nieces Nugs Podcast, episode eight. I'm so thankful you're joining today, and hopefully you've enjoyed the last couple of months as we've kicked this thing off. Today, I want to talk about reading. Yep, that's right. You've come to listen to a podcast for me to talk about reading. I told my wife that I was going to do a podcast on reading, and she said, how do you do a podcast about reading? Well, listen, right out the gate, the lesson here is this. I want you to read more, but I also would like for you to listen to more podcasts. I think that reading and even listening to podcasts has been instrumental in my growth. Now, let me tell you a little bit about my background. For me, I was never much of a reader. In fact, the extent of my reading as a kid was some Hardy Boys, some Goosebumps, I remember giving up on reading as he had to do some summer reading in middle school and high school. Those of you might have had to read The Good Earth by Pearl Buck. Or maybe you read The Outsider, Stay Gold, Pony Boy, Stay Gold. Or maybe even To Kill a Mockingbird. It's a sin, by the way, To Kill the Mockingbird. And, and these books really were just dread. It was a dredge for me to get through. Uh, if it weren't for Cliff Notes, Cliff's Notes or Sparks Notes, I don't know if I would have made it through some of these classes because the reality is I just stopped reading because I was uninterested. As I got older, I actually took AP English as a senior in high school. And I remember sitting in class in AP English, Dr. Collins's class, and thinking to myself, how am I going to get through this class this year? You see, I think we read something like 12 books, or at least we were supposed to according to the syllabus. The cool thing about it was I figured out real quick that in my class, I had the salutatorian, future salutatorian of my graduating class, and the future valedictorian of my graduating class, both in the class and both sitting right near me, which means this, that anytime the teacher asked a question, anytime Dr. Collins asked a question about a book, their hands immediately went up, which means mine didn't have to because I wasn't going to be called on. So what I learned was if I didn't read, which I didn't read, sorry, secret's out now, I could just listen to what they had to say about the books, and I could just regurgitate that when it came time to take tests. I honestly believe I may have read one book that entire year of AP English. I just didn't really care about reading. I would put my head back against the wall, and I would pay attention, and I would listen, and I'd be like, oh, that's a great phrase. Let me write that down. Oh, that's a good thing. That's a good insight. And I would just regurgitate what these people had said about these books, but I myself never enjoyed the books. I went to college, and my first major when I went to college uh, was computer science. It lasted for a day. Uh, then I changed my major to math and went through a couple math calculus classes and decided that I didn't want to take linear algebra, so then I changed my major to math education. And then I ended up changing my major. God had called me to ministry or 
ministry, and I was trying to figure out what that looked like, and I kind of was running from different things and changed my major to end up in the business school. Now, listen, if you know anything about the business major, you know that you don't really have to read that much. You just have to do group projects, and you have to kind of do some case studies, things like that, but there's not a lot of reading involved, and so I thought, man, this is it. I don't have to read, and I can graduate from college. I have figured it out. No reading for me. I was always one of those kind of guys that, hey, I'll watch the movie and I, that would be good enough. And everyone was like, no, 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 no. You have to read the book because the book is so much better than the movie. And I was like, no, 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 I'll pass. I'll just watch the movie and maybe you can fill me in on some of these other things. And so for a lot of my life, that's how I lived. Now, for some of you, when I mention the word reading, you think about reading social media posts or maybe reading news articles that come across your feed or, or maybe even text messages. The idea of reading a book is foreign to some of you. And for others of you, you might really love to read. So the reality is we're all in different places when it comes to reading. Now, after college, I ended up um, studying, sem- studying in seminary and pursuing a master's of theology degree. And this is really where my life and reading changed forever. Uh, If you know anything about seminary, it's a grad preparatory school for those that feel like they're called to ministry, learn how to preach, learn different, um, there's different majors and different thoughts and and, uh, processes you can go through. But ultimately, what I found out really quick was I had to learn to read and read quickly because instead of just one textbook or instead of just one book for a semester, I'm sitting here buying five and six and seven books per class for one semester. And I'm sitting here looking at what I have to read on my desk, and I haven't read that many books in my entire life, and here I am having to read it in one semester. And so through seminary, I learned to read quickly, but I also learned to love to read. As a follower of Christ, I also learned during this time to to learn to read the Bible and to love reading the Bible and to learn from the Bible. And so there's tons of thoughts and lists out there of why you should read. But today what I really want to do is focus on some of the reasons why I commit to reading even today and possibly why I think you should learn to love to read. First reason I read today is is because I want to learn. By reading, you learn things you did not know. And you can learn a lot about a lot of things. In fact, the more I read, the more I realize that I actually don't know some of the things that I need to know. And spiritually, the more I read the Bible, the more I learn about God and how good He is, and I learn more about what, how I need to follow Him and orient my life around what He's called me to do. Now, most of the books that I read outside of the Bible, most of them are helpful in learning. I'm not huge on fiction, and I'll get to that in just a second, but most of them are helpful for learning. Some of you guys may have heard of a guy named Elon Musk. He's been in the news a little bit lately, and uh, not only for buying Twitter, but uh, did you know that Elon Musk is an economist by degree? But what we know him for best now is not only for Tesla, but also the fact that he's in charge of this SpaceX space astronomy program. It's incredible, this idea of space flight. And here, I live in Myrtle Beach, and I get to see some of the, the rockets take off. You can kind of just not see the actual rocket take off, but you can see the, the, the uh, path in the sky as it's taking, um, taking flight. And 
man, it's just incredible to think about what they've been able to do at SpaceX and how they have put people into the space station with reusable rockets and different things like that. And if you were to ask Elon Musk, it's, it's famous, it's out there, you'll see it if you, if you do any kind of research, you'll see this. He, they ask him, hey, how did you learn how to build space rockets? I mean, he's an economist, and he's in charge of Tesla, and he's these other things. How did he learn to build space rockets? He would answer you, I read books. He answers, he credits learning how to do what he's doing from reading books. So first of all, I read to learn. I'm not going to build space rockets, but maybe I might pick up on something, whether it's a leadership topic or whether it's some sense of how to travel better or maybe, just maybe, it's some theological principle that I didn't know or hadn't applied all the while. I want to learn, and I think that you can learn from reading too. Number two is this, I read what I enjoy. For me, reading is fun, learning is fun when I'm actually reading books that I enjoy. You see, part of the problem when I read in high school and before that was I just didn't enjoy what I was reading. It was kind of handed to me, and it was some sort of educational learning, and I didn't really enjoy the books. Some of you know exactly what I'm saying. You've picked up some of those books in the past. You, my wife tried to, to read To Kill a Mockingbird, and she just couldn't get through it. But my wife is an avid reader. She loves all kinds of different fiction books that I don't care for, but she, even herself, couldn't get through some books. And so occasionally I'll pick up a book I, I don't like, and in fact, I, I've done this recently, and I just stop because I can't get through it. It may come through recommendations from, some, from somebody, or, or maybe I just saw it somewhere out there and thought this would be a good book to read, and it, it just ends up not being enjoyable. And so you don't have to read everything you pick up, but find things that you enjoy. I said this earlier, but I'm not a huge fan of fiction. And so when people talked about reading before, I was like, why would I spend hours reading about something that just doesn't interest me and it's not true? And for other people, that's like, that is their go-to because they get lost in the story and they get to see all these things come to life in this fictional world. And some of them like that, and that's okay. The reality is we don't all have to like the same things. So what I say to you is this, is try it. Pick up something, and if you don't like it, find another book. Read something else. You don't have to put yourself in the same box as somebody else just because we say you should be a reader. My wife and I read completely different things, but we are both avid readers. The third thing I think I want to say about reading is this, is I want my brain functioning the best it possibly can. I don't know if you've noticed this in your life, but as you get older, and I know that I'm getting older, I start to forget some things, and my brain has some lapses here and there. And those of you who know me for a long time probably say that's not, nothing's new, but I'm noticing it more and more and more. And what I see, though, is that reading is like exercise for my brain. You see, part of the key to being fit in the physical world is consistency in the gym and exercise to the body. And reading is that for the mind. There's actually scientific studies that have been published out there about how, uh, about the benefits of reading and about exercising your mind regularly. And that if you don't, the actual ability to think and process declines. That reading is a, is a functioning part of our system where it helps us reduce stress and it actually has physical benefits like lowering blood pressure and things like that. And so for me, reading stimulates my mind. It helps me 
my body focus on different things, and I, and I just really enjoy that aspect of it. The fourth thing I want to say is this, is that I read because ultimately I want to grow. I am not satisfied with what I know or who I am, and reading challenges me to grow. I think anytime you read a book, there's a sense of a posture of humility. You're coming to an author or some set of authors or whatever and saying, I'm here to learn. And so it's a posture of humility where you want to be challenged. You want to grow. You are presenting different perspectives to your mind and your thoughts, different ideas and and thoughts. And, and for me, this has even happened so many times, even recently, as I've been reading different things and things that I agree with and things that I don't agree with. But it's this idea of different perspectives and, and coming to learn in the conversation of what's going on around us. And so for me, I want to grow. And so these are some of the reasons why I read now. And man, I'm trying to read regularly. There's seasons where it just doesn't happen. There's when I, when I go on vacation or I get to the beach, man, I, I tend to read a lot uh, and, and get on this roll. And what I really do is just I try to pay attention for books that my friends are enjoy reading or if I see something maybe that's been published out there that I'm like, hey, I want to grab a hold of that. Or, or sometimes I read in anticipation to take somebody else through the book. There's all kinds of different reasons. But even this year, um, I've read a wide variety of books. For example, uh, I've read a couple books on the idea of money and how does money function in our lives? And one of them was called The Psychology of Money, and the other one was The Millionaire Next Door. And it's this idea of what do we value when it comes to finances? And how do we make financial decisions? And, and so for me personally, like I'm interested in that, but I'm also interested in that because I try to take college students and help them in this process of understanding how are they going to become financially stable in this world. And so those two books, uh, I mean, I read, I take notes, and then I, if I post it or something, a friend might want it, I'll send it off to somebody, and hopefully they can get something out of it as well. But for me, one of the things that I've learned from these, I don't want to get too detailed in all these books, but what I've learned is this, is that the key to being financially well-off is not needing a lot of things, to being frugal with how we live life. Man, that's a whole nother conversation about this, this idea of pursuing things because other people have them versus buying things because we actually need them. Um, some of you guys know that I am in trying to... Uh, I have competed in some competitions before, and so I read... Um, a couple books just about um, exercise and mindset when it comes to that, and even some of that translating over to different things. And so, for example, I read a book, How Bad Do You Want It? And let me just tell you, I thought I was all prepped. Man, this is the first book I've ever read on running. I'm like, I have never enjoyed running, but I'm going to read this book. It's going to help me. And then I ran this race uh, about a month ago, and I absolutely bombed. And I'm thinking, yeah, I just wasted that book because I didn't do anything it told me to do, and it was complete bomb. But that's okay. It's part of the process. I also read a book called Atomic Habits, which is a great book on this idea of developing and becoming 1% better every day, and the Atomic Habits being small things leading to, to great changes. I also picked up a couple um, autobiographies or biographies, things like that. I read one book called Unveiling Grace, and it's the story of a, a family that has come out of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and what their experiences are and how they've um, 
experience what they would call grace in that process and what they've come to know and different things like that. And then I also read a, a book by a golfer named Bubba Watson um, who has come out and just, you know, he's, a lot of people give him a bad rap, but I actually like Bubba mainly because he's just authentic and or at least he tries to be um, and he, he admits that he's not perfect and he's had some... F- public falling outs with his caddy and different things like that. And he comes across as a whiner and all these things. But what I love about this book is he just admits that he struggles with thoughts about who he is and his confidence and um, and all of these things. And so I just appreciate this idea of people being vulnerable and putting it out there, even if people don't um, always appreciate that. Um, and then even now I'm reading a book right now about um, how the internet has shaped our minds and how people don't like to read or can't stay in the moment reading because they're so used to what the internet provides. It's kind of fascinating. And so I'm about to finish that book. I'm pretty excited about it. So maybe I'll share that, what I learned from that. But the reality is, is that I think that reading has been helpful for me, extremely helpful, because the, at the end of the day, I need to learn. And I need um, to take in as much as possible because ultimately, if I'm going to lead others, I need to be equipped with what I need to lead them, whether that's from the Bible, whether that's some from a leadership book, whether that's from some historical event that's happened. Any of those things can help me as I lead people and also can help me grow personally. Uh, and so, man, I just think reading is underrated. And reading is something that I commit myself to. And as we approach the summertime, man, I can't wait to open some books to sit back and relax and learn what's out there. That's what I got for you this week on Nieces Nugs Podcast. Hopefully it's helpful. If you have some book suggestions for me, let me know, man. I'm always looking for those. If you have questions about things that I'm reading or, or want to know more, please reach out to me. Follow me on Instagram, Denise 3 or, you know, as always... As always, please like, share, subscribe to the podcast. And until next time, happy reading and have an awesome week.